Welcome to the Spinner Rack. This is the Secret Friends Unite Patreon's exclusive comic book show. Oh, yeah. um, we, are, we are here to break down a specific comic book story character element, and I do that with Charlie Carden um, and sometimes guests. And uh, this is a typically a show where we break down a specific thing, and we've been doing storylines. And this week we're doing Irredeemable Volume 1. But before we get into the meat of the show, we want to thank our patrons who make this show happened. So, Charlie, who are those wonderful people? Oh, my goodness. We have uh, on our uh, BFFs level, or excuse me, our best buds level, we have Jamie Prinky. And then over in the BFFs, the top tier, we have the awesome Nias family, Sean, Stella, and Henry. Your friend and mine contributed to the show, Missy Merchant, and her friend, Andy Milliken, thank you to all of you uh, for making programming like this possible. We couldn't do it without you, so we do love you. Todd, what do we have selections this week? As I've said before, I let Todd pick these. He throws something at me, and then we read them. And so, yeah, what, what do we got going on here? So um, this comic is called Irredeemable. It's from uh, Boom Studios, and this came out in, if I've got this right, August 5th, 2009, written mm-hmm. by Mark Wade, who is one of the best in the business. You might have known him from Kingdom Come. That oh, was yes. his baby. He's done a bunch of other great books on The Flash, other titles as well. Um, and then uh, illustrator Peter Krause, who is a uh, artist I'm not as familiar with, to be yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. He does not do the covers, I believe. So that's hopefully it's not a bait and switch to some of you who would be like, right. oh, that work doesn't look the same, which is very really common in comic books these days. Uh, is this, uh, is, is, that's not an Alex Ross on the cover of this is it i don't believe so no okay that's all right i mean it's uh, you know i thought i thought it was great art inside and on the cover i i wouldn't have really have given it a second thought as not being Hmm. the same or or being inferior or superior so anyway yeah i thought it was fine yes uh so yeah it's hard to tell by the cover because there's like a little name uh on it but i cannot tell who that is with a little typically every artist signs their art this one it's really hard to tell looks like two eyes coming together so don't know but not peter kraus because don't worry about it a p or a k uh yes so from that uh this comic is available on comiXology if you want to get it there it's still in trade paperbacks uh available at your comic book shop as well um and the synopsis is irredeemable asks the question or dares to ask the question what if the world's greatest hero decided to become the world's greatest villain a twilight of the super style superhero style story that examines super villains from the writer of kingdom come and empire empire is a very similar type of story charlie just tell you but that's where the villains win uh, and that's a world right. where the bad guy kind of takes over and it's what happens. Right. But this is kind of the opposite. And Mark Wade has typically been the guy who only does things from the pure hearted superheroes has stuck to traditional stories. Yeah. Uh, but he does have a layered storytelling. So for him to do this type of book was a, a big step forward to say, what if you took Superman who finally just had enough? And that's yeah. kind of the best way to say it, that is Snaps this like premise. a twig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is four issues long, and I was joking with you, Charlie. I said I couldn't sleep one night, so I decided to read this book um, to, you know, hopefully get my brain shut off a little bit more and then fall asleep. It was a page page turner, so it did not work in that way. But because I kept reading, I read up through volume oh, wow. three. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, yeah. Holy cow. So, so it is a page turn, which is a good thing because yeah. then it's like, oh, I want to know what happens next. And that's what great comic books do. So that's right. kind of the, the premise of this comic. Uh, this comic obviously has overtones of Superman, a super group, things like that. But essentially, it's about um, the Plutonian, who's the main character. Right. 
he snaps. We don't, in the first four volumes, we don't, and there's spoilers, there might be spoilers in here, we don't want to yeah. dismiss you from checking out this book, but we do have to right. hit some beats. So what, we don't know exactly event, what yeah. specifically what the event that caused it to break, or it was a culmination of things over time, but you do get hints of it, like when he's listening to a crowd, and everybody's cheering him on, and then he hears one voice that says, uh, you know, it kind of dismisses yeah. him or treats like uh, those absolute shades of um, Homelander, without a doubt. Correct. The the television version of it, because you, you remember that he's giving a speech at one point. The show's been going on for a while. He's giving a speech and somebody accosts him or whatever it is or yells something nasty. And then he has a daydream of just unleashing his laser vision and just wiping out that front part of the crowd, uh, which doesn't happen. Um, exactly. Yeah. And and I was looking about it because I was like, I, I don't want people to think this is just the boys because because right. that was a study in superheroes all of them being kind of rotten to the core right. exactly. um, and being at their whim versus this is truly um we don't get that in this book which was not like it's not like the all like looking at the view of like oh everything's bad and you can't trust him and this was not that story yeah um every yeah. they are layered layered heroes as you go on as i would read it um i learned more which was good but it wasn't that and the boys came out in the comic in 2006 so yes you'll see right. tones of that but from right. a whole lander perspective not from every hero and this right. really is focused on the heroes versus like the every man which is kind of the boys perspective right right the all Although there, you know, at the end of this first volume, there ends up being once the Plutonian is is going nuts and he he turns to wipe out a city, just wholesale slaughter of civilians. Um, I found I enjoyed it too. Uh, I didn't find it quite the the overall page turner that you did. I found, and, and this was unavoidable, but I found it to be somewhat distracting uh, that they, you know they're throwing out all these character names out there and although i feel like they did their best to keep us informed like you know here's the you know legion of superhero people and they find a, a secret fortress or whatever it is but i'm just like without that built-in familiarity i'm like okay well where's this piece or that piece because really you're playing to the plutonian and and i felt like something that was contributed of his snap is when his secret identity was was revealed within the news organization that he worked in. And then he, he walks to all the people and says, hey, you know my secret now, you'll never be safe again. And then subsequently all those people end up killing themselves because they can't Absolutely. deal with, they can't deal with he, pressure. That was very raw. You know, that's not something that you'd, you'd see out of Clark Kent, you know. No. Yeah. So that and, was – And to yeah. your point, during that scene, he goes up to the satellite – before you know, before the power that that thing actually gets the yeah. satellite to launch, the, yeah. he destroys the satellite. So he, it's like, wow, he just yeah. figured it out, right? Um, yeah, uh, and this and just everyone, these are original creations. These are not tied to any existing right. universe. So these, it is in a lot of right. it's a lot of like we're not even going from the beginning of the story. We're kind of jumping all the way into right. something has happened. And here you are now. And that um, is, you know, and that is, you know, to, to spin off of Irredeemable, that is, that's kind of unavoidable. Because again, I know that on the DC side, that it, the injustice storyline, that Elseworlds deal, that is all based around, well, what if the Joker killed Lois Lane? Isn't that whole story? And then Superman, boop, that just absolutely that's makes, yep. makes him crack. So yeah, this is, it, it in some ways, I think suffers from a disadvantage of the fact that, well, we don't know these characters, but the archetypes, you know, even if you just sit back and say, okay, well, this is, you know, ju just imagine, you know, this character is their Batman. This character is their Wonder Woman. And it's, within that framework but then it's also the the violence that is everything you see on the boys both in the comic and certainly on the screen with you know homelander squishing heads and you know cutting a guy in half by throwing a ragged you know 
you know, a car door at him or something like that. Just a very casual, though we're in the boys in some ways it's, it's played for its own type of laughs. It's, um, the, the, there's no laughing in this because it's just all, it's just, just all extraordinarily gruesome. Yeah. And everyone is I mean, and and I, I try not to remember where the first volume ended when I continue to read. But yeah. you do in, in Homelander, at least in the voice, he is not like taken out a nation yet. He has not had that one next step where it's like, yeah. wow, that's bad. I mean, he's right. getting there. I think we, we think that's where it's going. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. But, but in this, I mean. This, the devastation he commits and the level of genocide that uh, the Plutonian makes is unbelievable. I mean, it's just like, holy cow, he just took out Singapore or he did this or, oh, crap, right. he's doing what? And, and you're, you're not safe. He can hear anyone. So everyone's paranoid. Right. The world leaders are kind of out of sorts what to do. Right. Um, and then the other part is in you do get to see the villain's perspective. Once again, I can't remember if that was part of volume one or more I, volumes. I feel like it must be past volume okay. one. So that's yeah. a cool part, too. And that's where to me it was yeah. a page turn because I didn't know what was going to happen next. And yeah. I didn't know what to expect. And I wanted to learn more because they don't give you everything. It's like you don't know about his origin. Uh, right. You don't know all these characters and their relationships and you're only given bits of pieces. So, and this was meant to be like a long-term story. Uh, right. so and, it and, is really, was it, was it ongoing? I mean, is it something? Oh yeah. That, uh, this okay. dear, uh, irredeemable is, uh, God, I can't remember how many, um, you know, volumes it is, but it's, it's long. I think there's okay. like at least, at least nine. So, okay. so it went on for, you know, seven or eight years. Or longer, absolutely, and yeah. and it's it's an independent book largely because uh, it's at Boom Studios. Yeah. So Mark Wade has is able to do what he wants for a long period of time, which is right. nice. And then he made a, com, uh, a, a he made a companion piece, Charlie, called Incorruptible. It's okay. on the other lens of a villain. Oh. So we may have to re, okay. re watch look at that one in the future. To see right. what you know the gives and, and it, takes. And we don't know if is is are the is there an intercorrelation between the two or I don't know yet. Like I said, I'm I'm done with volume three here, and I don't know that character. I'd have to look and see who actually that character is, who is the lead of that comic is. If it is someone we learn about, or it is a character that's in that world. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of like the Billy Butcher style, maybe. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, It was. Yeah. I I like because again, you can go like, okay, the plutonium, whatever, but you can simply say, okay, well, this is Superman, or this is, uh, to a lesser extent, like you know, Brightburn. You know, what if you know, what if you got a kid that you know, hey, he's he was just he was always rotten um yeah. and it ju- it just took this thing it just took you know some schoolyard bullying and then he snapped like a twig but he was yeah. a kid where it was you know it was very you know it was very different but yeah what would happen if you had this you know completely unstoppable it's not like superman where he had a weakness and batman would say hey you know i have this fail safe of this you know kryptonian spear or this kryptonian whatever that is something that can kill him i don't believe plutonian perhaps that's something that changes well, as you read more volumes that they once they, again you get into it and there's a lot yeah. of layers to this becomes really entertaining and interesting, okay. interesting. that i appreciate okay. where they're going so it does okay. it's what's good if, if this hooks okay. you in i would recommend read more because right. it only it does get a little clunky at times but yeah i think some of the cool elements are neat um yeah. there's one part that kind of made me kind of like hmm, i don't know about this part but yeah Maybe it's okay. going to pick up. Yeah. So gotcha. um, I That's will cool. say, I know you said you didn't mind the art. I thought the art was not great. And to me, it wasn't something that actually helped the, the, the story. More, it was more, just there. More, it was yeah. serviceable. More, more run best. of the mill. Yeah, it was. It was your 
Mark Bagley, sorry, who I who is and I know you're not a fan, but I always found his stuff very serviceable. As opposed to, as I was talking about on our show this week, um, uh, the current run of Amazing Spider-Man, they had a guest artist in whose name I did not recall, but his style was so distracting because it it looked very very unfinished. Uh, and I and I and I don't really care for that. But again, art is you know in, in the eye of the beholder, it's up to the interpretation of of what the person who's reading it really enjoys. So each their own so but this yeah. is neat yeah i might i might go on if if there's more to be discovered um yeah i'm kind of curious i'm kind of curious to see really what that means but this is cool and again you are you know miss mr independent kind of throwing some of these at me i like having my eyes open that's why i enjoy this segment so that's kind of cool nice yeah this was probably pick. our hardest trying to remember how it's spelled titles i'm like how yeah. many r's are in this and sure. how many e's right so many right exactly so many the good news is is that it from cut and paste you've got it right there yeah but yeah this is cool and so todd are all of the volumes available on comiXology i think the majority of them are i read them for okay. free at least through three probably could okay. read more um and th- this is not for kids obviously well, okay, very, this yeah, is very, more for adult reading very violent yeah, yeah. i mean no, so. There wasn't a ton of gratuity like gratuitous violence or things like that but the implied impact is very adult Right, exactly correct. And of course, uh, look for it at your local comic shop. Uh, talk to your local comic vendor if you can't find them because they can often place orders for you. But yeah, definitely support local business when you can. That is something that we feel very strongly about here. But uh, this was fun. This was a good one. Nice pick as always. Do you have our next one lined up that we can tease people with? I do not want to commit to that at this moment. Fair, I will have it in the fair. next couple of days and I'll put okay. it out there to the group too, because I mean, I, I do want people to be able to read it in advance right. or at least be prepared and check it out. So, cool. um, yeah, yeah, so I hope, I hope people who are familiar with this, uh, maybe continue on with the story if they lapsed. And yeah. if you are new to it and you want something a little bit different in the realm of heroes, hopefully this is enjoyable to you. Good deal. Awesome. Well, cool. Patreons, thank you as always for joining us. Um, and we look forward to bringing you more fun content. Uh, as always, visit secretfriendsunite.com to learn about all of our other shows. Dig deep. You can find most of our info there. And you can find us, uh, me personally, out on Twitter at the C3 and uh, at the grandpetoski.com, our Star Trek uh, fan club chapter. Todd, you? Uh, at T Oxtra is uh, where you get most of my stuff, just having fun with the world, interacting with others in the nerd mind hive. And then other than that, uh, try to keep our Twitter flowing with updates on our shows and kind of like who we're going to have on. Uh, it's a great way to direct people and hopefully get more people interested in our stuff, which then leads people to secretfriendsunite.com and also to our Patreon. So if you're on a Patreon trial right now and listening to this too, let me just tell you right now that uh, you'll get the show about every two weeks. You'll get Charlie stuff marks uh, on occasion as well. So that's a reason to say, sub- say subscribed. You bet. All right. I will say goodbye and we will see you next time. Everyone remember, be the hero, not the villain. And as Stanley always says, goodbye. Charlie Excelsior. This podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.